Welcome to this episode of DevSec Lead. I've got a very special guest from Walt Disney World. She's a friend of mine, and she's also a Marine Corps veteran. This is Kayla Underkoffler. Hey, Kayla, how's it going? Hey, I'm doing great. How are you? Welcome to the show. I know that you were at Walt Disney, and I, you have a very interesting story about being in the Marines, especially about being in the Marine Corps band. Um, why don't you tell us about that? So I played the bassoon in the Quantico Marine Corps Band, um, one of those weird instruments that, you know, I think there's at the time 10 bassoonists in the Marine Corps. There's less now. But uh, yeah, so played bassoon. And, uh, you know, the way that it went for me was I spent my four years in the Marine Corps band. I had a fantastic time. It was a great experience. It's something that can't be replaced, really. It's incredibly unique. Taught me so much about life, about being a professional, about hard work, um, about being a Marine, which is a thing in and of itself. Um, and then after that, I, uh, you know, I made the decision that I wanted to go to school and I wanted to pursue a different path moving forward. So when I went to school, I had originally kind of been looking in the management route, just general business management, and it just wasn't providing the challenge I wanted. So I dug into the technology aspect. And then from there, even more narrow focus into security. It was one of the only topics in school that caught my interest. It was so uh, closely knit to my life in the military as far as that, you know, you're, you're here to serve and it's a greater purpose, um, as well as the technical challenge was just, it was, it was a different level. Um, so, you know, kind of through those different phases, I ended up from, from music to cybersecurity. Yeah, that, that's a huge jump. I mean, you went to University of Tampa and I mean, what really started you thinking about getting a role in security? Yeah, it, when I took my first security class, it was one of those mile wide inch deep classes where we literally learned about every tower of security. You know, my professor in the first place warned us like, hey, this is not an in-depth analysis of everything you can do in this field. Um, but it was incredibly interesting to me. I love the combination of the extreme focus of of a technical aspect, you must be technical. You have to be technical to be in the field of security, as well as, which is a challenge, right? That's a challenge to me, and I love that aspect. But on top of it, you also have to, which is something that I think is growing in our field and becomes more and more important every day, you have to be able to understand the business side as well. Um, and that was another challenging aspect that I appreciated in the field. So kind of those com those aspects combined, as well as the general, like what I said before, the field of security is about the greater good, really, at its core level. And it's about um, protecting information, protecting, if it, you know, if you're doing more than just information protection. It, it, it's in general, it's something that relates so closely to the military life, OPSEC and, and everything like that. Um, you know, so those similarities called to me, um, which was one of the reasons that I pursued it. Yeah, that's really, really awesome. So you went from university and now you're at Walt Disney World. How did, how did that happen? 
um, I kind of fell into this position out of out of school. I was working for uh, I was a nonprofit for the government sector, and I had even uh, just after graduating from school, I had thrown my hat into the runnings per se for a, a Disney gig. Uh, they're hard to come by, and obviously very selective. Um, so I really had no hopes. <laughs> I just kind of applied and was like, we'll see. And it was during my time that I was working with this nonprofit that I actually got the call and it was it was something that would be long term for me. So I, I went that direction. And it is challenging in uh, in every day changes like we we see something different every day because of the scope of what we work with so i specifically work with the theme parks and the product side of things so you know we care about everything from the security in the parks physical not physical security as much because those are separate entities within the company but the the security around the technology in the parks all the way to the business applications that that run you know purchasing products from the company and um and then in the end it gets crazy enough to be you know we care about technology on cruise ships and making sure that our security fits in with the requirements of that so it's it's a huge scope it's a great challenge um we have a great team it it's definitely been a really great experience yeah so i think what's interesting too is that you're saying that you know rides could get hacked uh, yeah, for sure. Of course. Definitely. I mean, it's obviously that at that point we're getting into, you know, more SCADA type systems and you're talking about air gapped uh, environments and it's it's a totally different world. And it's something that if, even for me, I I only graze the surface of that because I run vulnerability scanning. Um, but yeah, the, the levels that we have to dig into, it's it's crazy. So we have a lot of veterans on our show, and it's probably going to be really interesting for them to kind of hear your experience about transitioning out of the Marine Corps into civilian life. Uh, how was that for you? Um, so I would say my transition from active duty military to the civilian world, um, I would, if I was in that moment, I would have said it was harsh, probably. Not horrible. But the experience of all of a sudden not having the support system around you, your friends who really were your family for the past four years, uh, that it's a, it's a, it becomes lonely very quickly. And it, that is not something that's expected. We get taught how to dress for job interviews and how to you know, co somewhat cope in the civilian world from our TAPS classes as we're on the way out. But nothing really prepares you for the isolation you feel when you're when you realize that your military family is no longer right next door. So um, for me, that it was it was lessened of a blow for sure, because my husband's a Marine. So we went through that transition together. Um, we moved to Florida together on our own. Um, and so we at least had each other. But when I, it was when we got to school that we started to seek out that veteran uh, group 
uh, friends we found through classes, through specific onboarding for veterans classes. Um, that was where we found that camaraderie again, and it really helped in the transition. I also did work for a little bit before I started school, just some simple jobs. I worked at Lowe's for a couple months. It was a very unique experience. Um, that was an interesting part of my transition as well, because when you get out of the military, the only stories that you can really share as far as your past experiences are always military related. And oftentimes the general population can't understand them. So I had a really hard time relating with people at work. Um, like I said, school was better because we found our veteran friends that really understood exactly what we were saying. So that was a huge part of the transition for at least for, for me, for sure. So I think it's also kind of cool that, you know, the Disney has a very, a very good leadership program. And I mean, you, you fell right into it. So uh, what, uh, what about that? How does that compare to being in the military and that community that you have? Yeah, I was really, really lucky when I fell into my Disney family. Um, my first team that I, the team I was hired on to be a part of, they very much surprised me. I never expected to find that quality of care and uh, not only personally, but professionally, they really cared about my development. And um, I was very lucky to fall into a team like that. We have since dispersed. Some of us no longer work at Disney. Um, some of us still do, but that group was so much it was they were so similar to the military family that i had experienced in the past it was incredibly surprising and since that group has disbanded i still find tons of connections with people in the field who i can relate to even if they're not military even though most of us are which is a plus because uh, that's an easy connection right away but for those who aren't military, there's still an awesome connection there. Um, and I think that this that's one of the unanticipated blessings of being in the security field. So any parallels between the Marine Corps family and the Disney family? I would say first off in the military, in the Marine Corps family, because I could, I could speak specifically to that. We really cared about each other as people as well as professionals. And that was something that as soon as I left the military, I realized that goes away. People care much less about you as a person in at least some of the places I have been prior to my team at Disney. Um, and that is something that we are so used to in the military where you know you know your people so well sometimes it's annoying you can really put them in family categories of, of who is annoying and who's your favorite and, and you know that's how close you are and when i got to disney and specifically within the security field i realized that that, that first off was a was a very important similarity my disney team cared about me as a person as kayla 
as well as my ability to grow and develop in the field. And even strangers that I don't, I've never met before an event, I've gone to SANS, gone to some other training. People are always willing and excited to help others learn about security. That's been my experience at least, um, which is again, very similar to, to how we interact at a military, within the military environment. How do you suggest someone to look at transitioning from a career that is not IT to a career in cybersecurity? And how do we get more women in the field? Well, one of the things that I realized when I was in school and then it, it's just been one of those things that continued since then. And it's, it's not necessarily a myth because I think it's very, very true. Um, but it, I also kind of consider it a scare tactic. Uh, the idea that in order for you to be in security, you have to be someone who lives in your basement building PCs from scratch, uh, per, you know, participating in bug bounties in your free time, constantly trying to figure out the, the, the next new thing, um, you know, in your, on your laptop in the dark. That is the picture I always got from people at school, which is really interesting. Like we would be, we would have professionals from the outside come into class and say, you know, field, the security is a great field. There's a lot of opportunity, but you're going to work a million hours and you're never going to get a break. And it's very tough and it's stressful and it is a really hard industry to be in. And I think that that's intimidating to a lot of people. Um, and, and maybe I would say both men and women for sure. But personally, if I hadn't had that Marine Corps background <laughs> at that military experience of being like, well, bring it on because I accept your challenge, I could see where I would be like, ah, maybe I'm going to go a different route then. I'm going to pick a different field. <laughs> I don't want to be up at 2 a.m. working on something that is high stress and I'm not getting any support or any emotional support. Um, that would have scared me a lot, I think. And while, yes, there will be nights that you will be woken up at 2 a.m. and there will be issues and there will be firefights and there will be high stress moments, it's not the whole field and it's not all the time and it's not forever. So I think if we adopted a little bit more of like a censured balance between what it is to be in security and also that it is possible to strike a work-life balance in this field, I think that would be a little bit less intimidating, at least from the offset. Um, and I mean, that was just one of the experiences, experiences I had in school. I think also another part, another issue is um, just that core STEM approach, you know, the idea of getting STEM to young girls in school so that they're comfortable with the idea of technology and programming and they don't think that it's a boy's thing. Uh, I was never into gaming, into being on a computer at all. That was just never my thing. I was a musician. I played music. And um, so I think that integration with kids in in their younger years is so important because it gives a sense of familiarity and confidence to young women, especially um, because that was something that I didn't have going into college was a confidence in my abilities at a technical level. 
So if a girl already had that and she was going into school, there's no reason that, you know, security might not be a great field for her. How about female leaders in the cybersecurity space? Are you are you following anybody in particular? Uh, there's a lot. I don't have any specifics to follow like on Twitter or anything, but I have definitely. So I went to the uh, Women in Cybersecurity Conference in Pittsburgh uh, this last spring and what was great there was I didn't get any of the, you know, top hacker chicks, girls to follow on Twitter, but I made a lot of connections, which enabled me to expand my network to just normal, normal females in the field of security. So it's not like right now I have a couple top feeds that I, that I look at. It's that my network is now so well-rounded with other women who work in the field that my feed is constantly filled with that, which is so positive. Stories about women in security, stories about women in technology, women leaders. Um, it's definitely a great influencer uh, just to have a, a solid base of female security professionals that I am connected with. That's great. So so what's next for you? What's next for Kayla? Well, I would love to be able to end up in a leadership role in the, the near-ish future. Um, I'm, I'm working right now to get my MBA. I've, you know, been able to develop my, um, technical skills and I am consistently trying to develop those. That's a never ending process. Um, but really I would love to be able to, to lead a team. Um, and I think that that opportunity will present itself in one shape or another in the near future. Um, and in the meantime, the short term, uh, you know, my goals are just to help help my team as much as I can, help my company, uh, help the help the industry and just be a source of of positivity and also, uh, you know, a source of input as well. Awesome. Awesome. So if there was one thing that you wanted to pass to our audience as a send off, what would it be? Um, I would say the biggest thing is don't let fear stop you from doing what you want to do. Uh, even if you don't feel that you're technically capable, if you feel like you're the underdog, if you feel like someone doesn't appreciate your thoughts or your style, uh, don't let that stop you from doing what you want to do. Because as long as you have the drive and the ethic, uh, the work ethics to get where you need to go, you'll make it. And I think that's very important is to have that confidence in yourself. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. It was great. I really appreciate it. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode with Kayla. She brought up a lot of good, good things, especially for uh, transitioning military veterans and then also coming from a completely non-technical career to cybersecurity. It's pretty, pretty amazing to see that somebody that's a musician can get into this field. But something that we kind of left out of this conversation was how do we bring women more into the field? And uh, as a guy, I, I want to know I want to know a few things because I see a lot of things that are out there in social media, um, specifically with equality with women. Um, but with the Me Too movement, a lot of guys are you know they're hesitant. 
to, to mentor because they don't want to be called out for harassment. So I think this is probably a great opportunity to, to hear those questions, um, to get those answers from men, from women alike. I would like to know, you know, how, how am I supposed to mentor the opposite sex? So, you know, send me an email. Let me know. I'd like to read off your answers. It's uh, devseclead at gmail.com. And I look forward to seeing your response. And if you like what you hear, let me know. devseclead at gmail.com. Again, my name is Wilson Bautista Jr. And signing off. Talk to you all next time.